Dude. Didn't we cover this yesterday? We can, if we're just uh, yeah, guys talking we did, here, and... then we can say Super Yeah, I know, Super but Bowl. I thought we were, like, I thought we were going to air. You said, okay. Yeah. Let, let's, I'm super excited for this bowl of questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 713 on Wisconsin's Morning News. You can text the word TOUR, T-O-U-R, to 855-616-1620. That's the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. TOUR, if you want to see video of our walkthrough of the expanded Baird Center. That's the convention center downtown. Yep, we got some pictures that you posted on there. we got a nice video that Dylan Carter, our digital guy, put together for us uh, of the phenomenal walkthrough we had. Of the new, the new North End, the newer North Building of the Convention Center. Talked about it multiple points of the show yesterday. Still didn't get to all the things that I think people would be interested to know. So a couple of other bits of unfinished business here. A couple of people had asked about parking. Yeah. So the original spot had about 260 spaces, like in that surface lot there, yeah. which is now the building of this And you never felt like angle. you could park there. Right. Like I just, I'm like, is this open? So there are now a lot more, believe it or not. You don't see them, but there are 400. Parking is an important revenue stream. Very little overhead operating expenses. So as part of the design, we challenged the architects to come up with indoor parking that wouldn't be viewable from the outside so as not to present an eyesore for the city. So on our right as we're walking is the uh, Kilbourne entrance. And there's an entrance also as Wells. You can see straight through. So you'll be able to come in from either Wells or Kilbourne. We have 400 indoor parking spaces. Yeah, it's 400. Woo. Now, completion date set for March 29th. That's when the keys are handed over. The first event is Thursday, May... I want to say, what is that? The 16th? May 16th? That'll That's be a the big gala. event. Yeah. Right. Adina Menzel will be there. And then on Saturday and Sunday, May 18th and 19th, that'll be the uh, public walkthrough. When you and me and the rest of us can They'll walk open it through. up for the plebeians. <laughs> yes. For the rest of us. Yes, we'll be able to see it. And they've done this before at other sites, which I think that's cool. Gives everyone a chance. Now, obviously, there's taxpayer money involved in this kind of stuff, so they want to make sure everyone gets a chance to see it. That would be worth a walkthrough. We'll talk much more about it when it gets closer to the event. Tour. The word is tour. 855-616-1620. We'll tour the sports with Brandon next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks season-long five-game West Coast road trip finally is set to come to a conclusion tonight. After a loss in Utah Sunday night and losing three of their last four games, the mindset and belief hasn't changed with the Bucks' two-time MVP, Giannis Sedanikumpo. Right now, it doesn't matter. And uh, I hope everybody in this locker room feels the same way that I feel. It does not matter. There's so many things that we are doing right now that we are getting better. And the moment everything clicks and our legs are there and our minds are there and guys are healthy and we are, you know, everybody locked in, I think it's going to go very well. I really do believe. Milwaukee is in Phoenix tonight to take on the Suns for their first of two matchups on the season. Damian Lillard has been listed as questionable tonight with an ankle injury, as has Brooke Lopez. He is questionable. He's missed the last two games due to personal reasons. Tip-off is set for 9 p.m. tonight. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ beginning at 8.30. Over to the NFL, where Super Bowl 58 is officially this week. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell spoke at a press conference in Las Vegas Monday night ahead of the Super Bowl. He said the competition was the reason for good ratings this year. 
but also added having Taylor Swift in the mix doesn't hurt either. I think it's great to have um, have her a part of it. Uh, obviously, it, it creates a buzz. It creates uh, a, another group of young fans, particularly young women, that um, are interested in seeing why is she going to this game? Why is she interested in this game? Besides Travis, she is a football fan. And I think that's great for us. And lastly, we'll head over to baseball Can after trading. Pause for a second and talk about what's happened. The commissioner of the National Football League is talking about Taylor Swift. You have to the week of the Super Bowl, right? Thirteen-time Grammy winner. You got to talk about her. To, you got right, to. Can we just can we just take a moment? I think at media day last <laughs> night, well, media night, I should say, it was probably seventy-five percent of the conversation. Had to be. It's taken over. Okay. So we'll see. Lastly, we'll head over to baseball after trading away Corbin Burns last week for pitcher D.L. Hall and infielder Joey Ortiz. The Brewers' starting rotation now has more questions than answers. Hall joined Foul Territory TV on Monday saying he's been prepping this offseason to become a starter and plans to do so for the Brewers in 2024. I kind of prepared uh, this entire offseason to be a starter because I was uh, you know, planning on at least uh, competing in spring uh, with Baltimore. On trying to get in that rotation as well. Didn't really know how you know that was going to shake out, but I, I, I've been training uh, this off season to be a starter and trying to get stretched out, doing a little more cardio than I probably would have being in the bullpen. So I, I've kind of been preparing for it, and uh, I feel ready. Speaking of starting pitcher, according to Kylie McDaniel of ESPN, the Brewers are in agreement with free agent righty Jacob Junis. The deal, which is still pending a physical. Is a one-year, seven million dollar deal, Vinny. The offseason for the Brewers just so many twists and turns. It's been it's been interesting to say the least. Yeah, let's get these guys in camp and let's go. Seven nineteen. We'll talk live with Storm Team Four Chief Meteorologist Brian Nesnansky next. Seven twenty three. We'll talk live now with Storm Team Four Chief Meteorologist Brian Nesnansky, who's on the Tri County Contracting Hotline this morning. Niz, I got. Mid-50s on Thursday, mid-50s on Friday, yeah. near-record highs. Are we going to make it? Hey, you're going to be mowing the lawn by the weekend. Come oh, on no. now. Hey, you sent me that, <laughs> that pic from your yard. The lawn is green. Yeah. I mean, there's spots in my yard that, that are greener than, than what I would hope for in, in the middle of July. Right. Um, I, think there's, I think there's something to that. I mean, we've had literally one week of winter, and it was a brutal one week, but – Maybe it wasn't enough, like to build, you know, a, fr- a frost layer long enough for the grass to completely do its dormancy thing. I'm not, <laughs> you know, what's kind of funny is, is like I'm, I'm still amateur with that kind of stuff. I think some people <laughs> think that the meteorologist yeah. is also like some sort of magical for like horticulture and stuff like like not the genius. same field. Yeah, <laughs> but I do know just enough that that um, maybe I'm onto something. But but yeah, it's crazy. But you you mentioned two potential record highs. Uh, I think we get there close to it at least. We probably fall. We're right, really close on Thursday. I think the record is 55. Um, I was forecasting 53, 54, and then I think the record is only 51 on Friday. And um, I think we get there. I think, in fact, it could be one of those scenarios where we have a surge of warm air Thursday night into Friday that at like midnight, even uh, Friday night, you step outside, let the dog out, and it's 50 degrees Thursday night. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be definitely a, a push of what will certainly feel like spring. Um, but it would be fall spring. I mean, that's the biggest question I get is like, are we done? Like, is this it? 
Um, no, I mean, it'll be two degrees next week. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the, the short answer is no. I mean, I'm very sure that we'll have at least, you know, a few more bouts of, you know, some winter weather, some snow. Um, we're not going to go the rest of winter with absolutely no snow. However, um, I do think overall, though, we're, we're not going to – I don't see any indication that all of a sudden we're going to jump into a very typical Wisconsin winter. Um, I, I see still above average overall um, heading into spring. No, I know a lot of people are hurting with that, and they, they want the snow and all that. I was thinking – I got some, like, plants coming up. You know, yeah. like I yeah. think – like hostas are starting to peek on through, or maybe it's the lilies. Yep. I don't know, but there's there's something out there in the garden that shouldn't be there right now. Yeah, no, totally. I 100 percent agree, and that goes along with the grass as well. And I mean, we we continue the pattern we're at, and we start popping off some, you know, some 60s and even 70s. If it, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if we do in March, um, when was it? Was it March 2012? I'm trying to think when it, when it was where. We had a stretch of 70s and 80s in March, and the leaves started to yeah. leaf out already. And it was wild. And then you have to worry all of a sudden April hits and we get snow and cold and you start freezing some of these leaves and stuff. So you don't want that. You don't, as much as I, as much as I love a 70 degree March day. Um, you don't want too much of it because then things get all out of whack. Well, I got no need for that, right? I don't need it to be 70 in March. What I need it to be is not 26. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, 100%. Um, we find that happy medium. And really, like, I don't know if you can count on your hand a, uh, like a total of happy medium winter days that we've had. Right, right. We've either had below zero blizzard or spring. Like that's the way that's what it's been, um, and and that's kind of what I'm seeing. Um, this maybe next week it starts to get a little bit more typical, but like it, it's still above normal. Storm Team Four Chief Meteorologist mm-hmm. Brian Nisnanski. All right, I hope we hit that record on Friday, Niz. I mean, if we're gonna get yeah, that close, might as well it. do it. <laughs> Whether you like it or you don't like it, one of the worst things, one of the things I hate the most is is it, it, falling one degree shy. Right, right. <laughs> that doesn't help anybody. <laughs> No, it doesn't, it doesn't go in the record book. You don't get no free one, burgers for that. <laughs> no one remembers second place. That's nope, right. nope, nope. What time's that Bucks tip tonight? Nine o'clock. <laughs> Nine o'clock. Sorry, folks, that's too late. Brandon Snide <laughs> looks ahead in sports at 745. Big day today in Madison as they sign the intergovernmental agreement between the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin and Kenosha County. So this is for the proposed Kenosha Hard Rock Casino and Entertainment Center. So lots of people are going to be there, Vince. The chair of Menominee is going to be there. The Kenosha County Executive will be there. The Menominee Kenosha Gaming Authority chair. The Kenosha mayor. But you know who will not be there? Governor, Governor Evers, Tony Evers. Because he's got nothing to do with this. So this is a big signing um, for what's already happened. Uh, Kenosha County's agreed to this proposal the city of Kenosha has agreed about it, but we we still are nowhere closer. We have not heard from the feds yet, and who knows when that'll be. And ultimately, we have to hear from the governor on this. Right. Federal government has to sign off on it, uh, allowing because it's outside of uh, traditional Menominee lands. Yes. So they would have to get, you know, 
that approval from the federal government to do the casino there in Kenosha. And if they get that, then it goes to Governor Tony Evers, who has not right. said one way or another what he's going to do. I wonder if that's the play here. I was There's a reason it's too. in Madison Yeah, so now. Why, why do this at all now? Is it right, just You don't to, have to do it. Nothing's been approved yet. You don't have to do it yet. Or is it like, hey, we, we, we did our part. Is, yeah. it that, is that what this is, celebrating our part, or is it putting pressure? I think it's a little bit of the latter, right? We're here. We've got documents have been signed. Governor, so could the, free to come on down. Could the governor, so say the governor was on board, and we don't know if he is for sure, for sure. Could he call Washington and Absolutely. be like, hey, can you speed this up? We would like this very much. Go through whatever channels he has. We would like this very much, so let's put it on the fast track because it's going to get my signature. Or... Is there still some pressure, you know, because obviously there's a big, big casino right here in Milwaukee right. that I'm sure would prefer not to have to compete with one in Kenosha. Well, and then you've got the one going up in Beloit Correct. as well. And then right. Northern Illinois has there's expanded a whole gaming yep. and things oh, like yeah. that. So don't know where the governor is at on that. He hasn't said, but I think definitely there's something at play here. There's a reason that you have it in Madison today, this early in the process. News is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management's Money Talk. That's heard Saturdays at 10 right here on WTMJ. Seven forty-four on Wisconsin's morning news. Cannot wait for what we've got coming up just after eight o'clock this morning. Wanted to bring her back on in light of the recent testimony before Congress. This is uh, the director of the FBI, Christopher Ray, saying the Chinese government is preparing to attack the U.S. digitally. PRC hackers are targeting our critical infrastructure, our water treatment plants, our electrical grid, our oil and natural gas pipelines our transportation systems, and the risk that poses to every American requires our attention now. And none of this will be news to our guest at 810. Right. <laughs> right. She told us about she this has, last she time. She basically she predicted this, that eventually a cyber war is coming. Tina Chang is the chair and CEO of locally-based national company called SysLogic, focused on cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. We've had her on the program before, and we could have done six hours with her. <laughs> but after a while, you just get so scared. <laughs> right like every device in your home is trying to steal your identity and all of this stuff and she's super smart and totally plugged in and is on is out in front of this like hey this is coming so we'll ask her not only about the threats you know to our governmental things things like the water system things like that but also our some, personal devices yeah, some simple solutions you can take too to to fix some of that yeah tina chang chair and ceo of the national company called SysLogic, based right here in southeast Wisconsin. She'll be our guest coming up at 810. Brandon Snide has sports. That is next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers offseason has been unpredictable as of late. After trading away Corbin Burns last week, the Brewers have reportedly added a new starting pitcher on Monday night. According to Kylie McDaniel of ESPN, Milwaukee and right-handed starter Jacob Junis are in agreement on a one-year, $7 million deal for 2024. ESPN's Jeff Passan on Milwaukee's offseason and a team the Brewers might just be trying to emulate. Yeah, the Brewers are trying to do what the Rays do, and that's not a surprise considering, you know, Matt Arnold spent time with the Rays organization and really, you know, he was in Cincinnati, he's bounced around a little bit and uh, sort of taken pieces of all these organizations he's been in, but his philosophy aligns most with what the Rays are doing, and that I think is uh, not just because the Rays are so damn successful at it, 
but because the, the payroll is limited in Milwaukee. Spring training not too far off for the Brewers. Pitchers and catchers set to report on February 15th. Over to the NBA where the Milwaukee Bucks will wrap up their five-game West Coast road trip tonight in Phoenix as they get set to take on the Suns. The Bucks, since hiring head coach Doc Rivers, have lost three of their last four games, but on the plus side, the defensive side of the ball, they have seen a bit of an improvement over the last week or so. We are playing hard now defensively, and you can see that visually. You know, you can see the fatigue. And so, you know, even after the game, and um, we may have to lengthen, add one more guy, you know, to the rotation just to, if we, we want him to play hard, we want him to stay fresh because they're not used to doing it yet. And our goal is to build up that type of intensity with a short rotation for 48 minutes of hard bats, because that's what the playoffs are. As for tonight's matchup, Giannis has been listed as probable. Meanwhile, Damian Lillard and Brooke Lopez both have been listed as questionable. Tip-off tonight is set for 9 p.m. Coverage will begin right here on WTMJ starting at 8.30. And lastly, we'll head over to the NFL, where it's officially Super Bowl week. However, for 30 other teams, it's the offseason. Or in other words, if you're the Lions general manager, Brad Holmes, it's victory lap season. When you look back at those picks, and those picks were not welcomed by many in this room. Dave, you want us to pick a quarterback. You didn't want us to pick Panay Sewell. You know, people didn't want us to wait to the fourth round to draft a wide receiver. People didn't want to wait on a Derek Barnes to develop. But every single move was intentional and was made with intention. Vince, you okay with the uh, with the general manager calling out the media? Well, I don't, what do you want, man? <laughs> right? You've been, you're, you're right and you're wrong. Right. It, you're you were horrible for a million years. <laughs> They're going to question everything you did, right? So, you were horrible yeah. for a million years. So, okay, you're right. For you, two, got, you got one You're right, right for two seasons. <laughs> Let's see you back it up next year. 751, Mark Tauscher joins us next. It's the week before the super big game. We can have a terrific bowl. We can also have a super jar. But we can't have a... Well, you get it. We can't say it, but we can talk about it. This is a Super B- uh, Football Week preview with Mark Tauscher. Can I say Super Bowl? Now that doesn't sound right. What? 7.55 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Morning, Tausch. Good morning, fellas. How are we today? We're good. What do you have cooked up for us today, E? Today we talk actual games. Okay. So the the theme today is it a little for... bit early to talk about actual football. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give you a couple of questions on uh, Packers history in the terrific cups okay. of the Super Bowl, and then maybe a couple of general ones too. Okay. All right, everyone uh, on board. Say super, can you? You just said the SB word. Can I, you well, say that? well, shoot. Did we cover this yesterday? Weekends. If we're just uh, yeah, guys talking we did, here, and, then we can yeah, say. Yeah, I know, super but Bowl. I thought we were like. I thought we were going to air. You said it. Okay. Yeah. This, I'm super excited for this bowl of questions. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. The Packers have won four terrific cups. Which one was won by the largest margin? Steelers, Patriots, Raiders, or Chiefs? Which team did they beat by the most points? I think we smoked oh. the Raiders in that second one. I'm going to go Patriots. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say. I, just to be different, I'm mm-hmm. going to say the Chiefs game because I think that was a beat. Beating. Chiefs was Super Bowl one. That is your boat race. Yes, <laughs> 25 points. Packers beat the Chiefs 20, uh, 35 to 10. They beat the Raiders 33 14. Brandon, they beat the Patriots 35 21. 
And I didn't remember this being so close. I guess I knew it because it came down to the, near the end of the game there. The mm-hmm. Steelers, they only beat uh, by six. Last possession. One through yeah. five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah, Super Bowl one. Woo. And, and one of the things, as we were kind of going through um, the Packers' defense when, when Joe Barry was relieved of his duties, one of the things you just keep forgetting because everybody focuses on offense so much, you just think about that Super Bowl run at Philly. Clo- you right. defense closed up shop. Chicago defense closed up shop, and then I think we forget Pittsburgh. Roethlisberger got the ball back down six right. with over two minutes to go. Defense closed up shop. It's a uh, there's a theme. You don't have to have the world's greatest defense, but you better have some closers, and that's uh, that'll be one of the things I'm sure. Brian Gutekunst is going to be looking at. Was there, that was that the Patriots Super Bowl? Reggie had the back to back sacks. Like to no, talk no. about closing back up shop, back. did it himself. No, no, like, no. Never back mind. to back to back. Was it three? <laughs> three three in said, a row. We're done here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this is enough. Uh, we're going to walk out of here with the championship. We'll get three. All right, next one. There were 61,000 fans in attendance for Super Bowl One at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Super Bowl Two was at the Orange Bowl in Miami. How many fans attended Super Bowl Two? A, 63,000, B, 75, C, 86, D, 57,000, of course. 63,000. I'm going to say 57,000. Yeah, I'm going to go I think that was the lightest of the uh, Super Bowls. Yeah, I'm with Tausch on that. Brandon, you got a thought? 63. I'll I'll be different. It was 75,000. Wow. Interesting. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I had it wrong. I'm sorry. 61. Wait, wait. How am I getting this wrong? Oh. Oh, wait. <laughs> this game sucks. Sixty. How's this going? This is not super. Re- Reggie just got his fourth sack. Right. All right. Well, shoot. <laughs> he did. Okay. I think Bill Stead wanted to be a closer. He just closed up <laughs> shop. It, on I tried to just sack myself. Shot. All right. Chiefs and Niners what, are this. Sunday. What was the answer? Sixty. Eric? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get an answer? Yes. Uh, the A. Sixty-three thousand. Okay. Huh? Good. It's Jeff Snyder. Oh, boy. All right, Chiefs and Niners, this Sunday. They've played each other before in Super Bowl, so let's call it a rematch. It's not technically a rematch, but we'll call it a rematch since it's Mm -hmm. the same two teams. Including this year, how many teams has had a rematch that's happened in the Super Bowl? How many times has there been two teams that have played each other before in a Super Bowl? A, four times, B, six times, or C, nine times? Nine times. Okay, so... Buffalo and Dallas definitely right. have. Um, there has to. Be, I'm going to say, I think it's more than you'd think. San Fran played Cincy twice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say nine. I'm going to go with six. I was I was on the I was on the long end with Tausch at nine. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times <laughs> it has happened. This will be the ninth time on Sunday. Which college has produced the most Super Bowl quarterbacks? Purdue, Notre Dame, or Cal? Man, I was going to guess Michigan. Cal. Guess I'm out. I was going to guess Cal. Tausch is right. Cal yeah. is the winner. And uh, finally, this one, what team has played in four Super Bowls but has never held a lead? I can't really make this one multiple choice or it'd be too easy. Which team has played in four Vikings. Super Bowls? There it is. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> you are correct. I love that they never won one. <laughs> never so, been they never led? Never they led. never led in one, which I didn't know. That's a fun fact. This year's going to be Way to finish year. strong, Bill Stead. Well <laughs> yeah, done. There finish strong. <laughs> what do you got tomorrow? Tomorrow we will do halftime shows. Outstanding. Halftime shows tomorrow. Woo!